Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to I, I Have, Have a, a Strange, Strange Story, Story podcast. podcast. This is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. And I'm Lindsay. And I am Rebecca. Ta-da. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks yeah, for coming is, back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't really know what to say there anymore. It's just, you know. it's Yeah, and when, then we just get started. Okay, then it's time to start the show. Yeah. This and is episode 70. Yeah, but it, we act like it's episode one every single episode because we don't know where to go after that. It's just fucking awkward. It's awkward. Yeah. I just don't know... I don't know what to do anymore. I mean, we should have just like a little sound effect or something. Mm-hmm. It could be the. <laughs> <laughs> there you Dude. go. Yeah, That's I know. the transition. Did... Boop. <laughs> yeah. I have my phone set up. All you can see is my fucking fat face. And then there's the <laughs> microphone in my eye. <laughs> yeah, there is a microphone. I know. Here, do I'm that sorry. again. It was all. It's not. Wait. It's not set up very well. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, So. Yeah. (laughs) I think that we have an announcement. We do. I'll do a a drum roll. You'll. Ding. (laughs) 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 Haven't you heard that? But I'm ding. Jesus. We have a review. Yay! <laughs> this comes from uh, number one Mumsy on um, Apple Podcasts. So the title is Love. It is a five-star review. And uh, the rating goes, or the review goes like this. I've only been listening for a couple of days, and I'm on episode 10. I love both your craziness, your bluntness, and sarcasm, not to mention the awesome stories told. Heidi B. Heidi B, girl, thank you so much. We Thanks, love you. Honey. We love you so much. And send us your address so that we can send, <laughs> so that we can mail you some stickers. We love you so much. <laughs> you've made my day. I'm pretty sure you've made Lindsay's day. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. And if you would like it. to have your review read on our show, along with your paranormal story, you can send both of those at the same time to our email address. First of all, you got to rate and review it somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let us know. Send those thingies in. We'll send you some stickies. Yeah. Some stickies. Yeah. So, uh, girl, give me your address and we'll send you some stickers because we both know where they are now. Yeah. I also Most have days. another mm-hmm. announcement. Okay. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. Oh. Or what anybody else says. But I like Taylor Swift. God damn it. I swear to God. As soon as, as soon as that documentary dropped, I got a message from every single one of my friends. It's like, I love Taylor Swift. And I'm like, bitch, I told you about Taylor Swift years ago. You've loved her for forever. For forever. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just, I don't know. I had to have that connection with her via her documentary to like really get into it. So to like, I loved the documentary and then I was like, well, I'm going to listen to an album. <laughs> and then I listen. I guess it's her latest one. Is her latest one love? 
Lover. Or lover. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. It's beautiful. I know. I sing yes. it all day. And so I listened to the album for like a week and then I was like, okay, she's good and I'm just done. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, you brought that up. I think it's very important. And, um, and yeah, why don't you just believe me next time? That's right. it. Well, I never doubted you. I just wasn't into her music until I listened to it. <laughs> well, that makes I sense. Because I never listened to it. I know. <laughs> that makes but sense. But I'm a sucker for pop music. I fucking love pop music. I know. I try to be cool. Like, all my friends are into really cool, like, punk rock music and heavy metal yeah. and shit. And it's not that I don't like that. It's just that I love pop music so much. It's don't get good. me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Hardcore exter- exterior, favorite band, number one band, Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I wear black all the time. There's not a stitch of pink on me at all, ever, at any time. But give me a fucking pop song. I'm going to yeah. sing my heart out to that I bitch. know. Well, God. I mean, the thing is, is that, like, pop musicians... Um, some of them are writers. A lot of them are, but they also surround themselves with amazing writers. And like, mm-hmm. that's why pop music does so fucking well is because True. they have geniuses writing the lyrics, the chorus, the hooks. And so like, there's a reason why, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good music. <laughs> well, I'm, and I'm that's glad, all I have to say. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that we addressed the elephant in the room. It was very important. I know. Thank but you, I also everybody. really like Britney Spears. Okay. That's, and I really that's like Lady fair. Gaga too. Okay, that's fair. Okay, and Panic at the Disco. Okay, okay. okay. I'm 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 glad that you like that. Everybody, check out Miss Americana. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Fuck. Never mind. Okay. okay. I've got one I was more about announcement. To say, fuck someone. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kept um, it to myself though. I'm getting more and more political. She's so, okay. She's so. I'm a leader. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one more announcement and then we'll get on with this. Um, We just wanted to let you guys know that we're going to be doing the the survival ship stories next week. So it'll be um, a different episode. Um, If and this is a trigger warning, we'll definitely give you a trigger warning on that episode but you know if if this is something that you don't want to listen to or something that is going to bother you skip it it's fine we won't have our feelings hurt um we don't want anybody to get triggered or upset about that so just to let you know but we will be talking about some stories of survival ship and yeah and that'll be next at the next episode. I believe it'll drop like it'll drop. <laughs> it's gonna come out on the twenty third, the day before Lindsay's birthday. My B day. She B day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca, for those announcements. Hey, it's what I do. Now to the rest of the show. Okay. Okay. Um. So I have a couple of short stories that are all from one person. Um, I think that this person's name, I forgot what it was. I feel really bad about that. I'm going to have to look it up, but this person is from Reddit Mm. and I think their name was like nurse with a dick or something like that. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm serious. I just can't remember. I left a space to write his name down and then I forgot. Um, anyways, so he used to work at a psychiatric hospital. And the psychiatric hospital at one point had just been a regular hospital. 
So he provides that information for clarification. So he worked uh, the third shift, which was 12 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. So we know the witching hour is in here. (laughs) Um, And so he had to be up at all times, right? So this psychiatric hospital had like all different units. And there was a unit for women, a unit for men, and a a unit for kids. Um, So he kind of breaks his stories up by what unit they were in. Um, So on the adolescent unit... um, Everybody who worked there used to see a teen girl, and she would enter room 302. So all patients would see this girl sitting next to the window and just crying. Um, And eventually, all of them refused to... um, They wouldn't go in that room and sleep anymore. Like, they had to shut the room off because patients wouldn't go in there. Oh, my gosh. They closed down a whole room. I think so, because the teen just kept crying in there, and they refused. Um, and then in the children's unit, one of his coworkers saw a kid go into the day room and it's at night. So he went into the day room to check on the kid, but he didn't see anybody there and it made him real nervous. Um, so he went to the nurse's station where the nurses were and he was like, dude, I fucking saw a kid and the kid's not there anymore. And so they, uh, they went and they pulled up the security camera. They pulled up the footage um, and they looked and they both were watching the screen and they saw a person fucking standing in the day room. And so at that point they both ran out and they said they were going on a break. And I think they broke for quite a long time and didn't come back. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So then there was a maternity unit. So it's where the, you know, where the women used to have babies. <laughs> They used Thank to give you. Birth. Thank you for the clarification. And that's the scary part of the story. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So allegedly, there was a woman who'd been giving birth on this unit when it was a hospital, and she was having twins. And while she was giving birth, one of the twins didn't make it, and neither did she. And she could be heard walking up and down the hall saying, Where's my baby? I know. That's so sad. No. Okay, so then on the children's unit, one of the technicians was watching a person who was on advanced supervision, like a one-to-one supervision, right? They needed extra care. Um, And out of nowhere, a little girl came into the room. So when somebody's on advanced supervision, like, you can't fucking leave them alone. You have to be there at all times. You have to have your eyes on them at all times. They usually, like, have to be within arm's length so that if they try to run off, you can grab them and restrain them if you need to. And it's usually used, like, for people that are a danger to themselves or others. So this little girl comes in behind him as he's watching this patient and asks if she can have a glass of water. Um, and he responds to the little girl that he doesn't know if she's allowed to have water or not, but she's going to have to wait till the nurse gets back. Um, and he said that she's just agreeable and she walks out of the room and she goes into room 202 and he watches her. Um, and then when the nurse comes back, he tells the nurse, he's like, Hey, the little girl in 202, she wants a glass of water. And he said, the nurse looked at him and she said, First of all, nobody's assigned to room 202. She said, second of all, there are no children that are females that are even admitted here right now. And he was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. So there's nobody in the room. There's not even a little girl in the, in the place. 
But she asked for a fucking glass of water. Oh, my God. I know. It's so weird. I know. Okay, so then on the adult unit, there was a nurse who was going to take a selfie. So she looked around the room. She needed to make sure that nobody, number one, saw her taking a selfie. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So this is how I know the story's real. <laughs> and then she also looked around to make sure that there weren't any, like, uh, patients that were around that could end up in the picture or maybe, you know, who could see her. So she takes the picture. And then, like, a week later, she was showing her friend her picture. And her friend was like, hey, who's that guy in the background? She was like, what are you talking about? So she took her phone and she looked at it. And there was just a tall black figure standing behind her in the picture. Man. In the pick pick. Ghost photo bombers. Those are the fucking worst. They're scary, man. Yeah, they are. It's no joke. Yes. But, you know, the majority of them, it's really difficult. I mean, some of them are a stretch. You know how I always say everything can be explained? I think a lot of those (laughs) pictures can be explained. Okay. And um, he didn't have a picture of it, though, so you couldn't see it. I couldn't explain it for him, but if he would show it to me, I would. (laughs) I have have a degree in science. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So then this is the children's unit. Um, There was a little kid who came out of his room, and he was like, hey, why did that red-haired lady come into my room last night? I don't get it. And the staff were like, dude, no redhead lady, like, works here. Like, go on. And they just kind of, like, they brush it off, didn't pay attention to it. So about six months later, there was another patient who was admitted to that same room. And the patient came out, and they were like, why did a red-haired lady come in my room last night? Um, okay, so this is the last one. This is on the children's unit. So um, it's very short. He just says that whenever he was on the children's unit, the only experience that he ever had with the paranormal is that he would hear children running up and down the hallways and like laughing and running. And he was like, nobody was awake. Everybody was in fucking bed. And then he said that that day room, so the day room where they watched the footage of somebody walking in the room, he says that whenever you'd go in there, it was just like really chilling and like just uncomfortable to go in there. Yeah. You know, there's ghosts in there if it's cold. Yes. What's interesting is like, so I, I looked up haunted hospitals and, and like, why would hospitals be haunted? Number one, I want to tell you, the first thing that fucking came up is a TV show called fucking Haunted Hospitals, and it's on Prime, <laughs> and it comes with Prime, so oh I started to watch it, naturally, but Obviously. it just, um, it's like episodes that just detail people's experience in hospitals with seeing paranormal, like, you know, haunted things. Oh my gosh, this person should be on that show. Probably. Yeah. But the the um this hospital should be at that show on that show. It was like a, it it's like a reenactment of like the shit. That's the best kind. Yeah, and then it's the nurses like retelling what they saw. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out if you have Prime, it's free. Heck yeah, I'm going to check it's that called Haunted shit out. Hospitals. Yeah, I'm going to watch more of it. Um so basically what I learned is that a lot of hauntings and hospitals are residual hauntings, which is basically what we've heard here. And so residual hauntings are usually um, occur whenever there's a lot of energy around something. So residual means it's just repeating over and over again. So I bet you that little girl is always asking for a fucking glass of water. And that woman is always saying, where's my baby? So like there's a lot of energy or something that happened there. 
That redhead woman just keeps on going to somebody else's just room. Fucking going. And then that teen girl, she just keeps crying by the window. Aww. So, like, these are all residual hauntings, right? Um, and so... I mean, oh, but that yeah. other one, you know, that kid one with the, the glass of water may not be residual. It may not be. That one sounded a little more intelligent haunting. Yeah. Which means their IQ is like 190. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scientist over here. <laughs> um, but just a little history on Hospital t- 2. So I thought this is kind of cool. If you think about it, in the beginning of that show I was watching, it says... There, people are born in hospitals and people die in hospitals. That's I was like, truth. that is so profound. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giver and a taker. It sure it's is. It's fucking crazy. Okay. But prior to the 18, 1880s, you just cared for the sick people at home. There wasn't a, really a place to take them. And the hospitals that were around were run by like religious organizations. Um, but you know, they didn't go there to cure people. So same thing, um, pre 1920s, people just went to hospitals to die. There wasn't a cure. You didn't go there to get better. Like you just went there to fucking die. Um, so whenever hospitals were, um, like built and like organized after the civil war is what it says, that's where they started to cure people, which I don't understand. Cause we just said that when was the civil war? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that timeline doesn't make any sense. I swear to God I wrote it down. But anyways, um, oh, I said pre-1920s. Okay, no, it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, this is going really well. This is well. good. It's this a is really good. <laughs> We're also a history show, you guys. Oh, also, I have a degree in history. Shut up. Fuck I up. do, but I do, and so this oh is not good. I just, <laughs> I may have wrote it down wrong, but anyways, one thing to keep in mind is that all spirits in hospitals are not evil, and in fact, it the research spoke to the majority of spirits in hospitals are not evil whatsoever, um, that a lot of times what it is, is that... Um, hospital workers spend a lot of time working there and so they, they just get attached to it so mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they died there but they're attached to that area and so that's why you may see nurses and doctors that are um, ghosts and hospitals frequently okay. uh, but then there are the people who die there and they may become attached to the hospital as well but they're typically not evil it's just poor sick people who died yeah. Or maybe people they, who were giving birth or something. Maybe they don't know that they're dead. Yeah. So the, usually they're just drawn there. Now, it did talk a little bit about what to do when you go to a hospital. Um, and it's a way to, like, see if there are spirits or if there's um, if it's haunted. So one thing it said to do is to scrutinize the clothing of the people there. So look to see if the clothing is from a different time, pe- time period. If they're not in a white long nightgown, it's probably not a ghost. They don't have a little pill cap hat on. Exactly. Um, it says check to see if you're hallucinating. Number two. Okay. Is this a dream? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three. Um, look at people to see if they appear whole. Sometimes spirits will be missing a limb or something like that. Or some other type of important feature. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. But you know, this whole article may be a piece of shit. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it says to notice changes in smells. 
mm-hmm. to watch for changes in electricity. That's for sure real. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to sounds. Mm-hmm. And then it says summon, summon the courage to ask um, the nurse if the hospital keeps a ghost report. Hmm. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. They said that there's a like general listing of ghost sightings and strange phenomena. Not all ho- hospitals keep uh, a log, but sometimes you can be lucky. Wow, there's an yes. idea. We should just be calling hospitals. Dude, <laughs> we fucking should. That's a really good idea. We could do an nice. episode where we just talk about all the fucking, we'll bring the stories to you. We'll bring the stories to you. It's something different than what we're doing now. Oh, I read it wrong. It says, okay, listen, everybody, I'm so sorry about the 1920s. So it says pre-1920s hospitals is where, you know, people went to die, uh, not to heal. And then it said modern U.S. hospitals emerged after the Civil War. And then it said by 1920, people went to the hospital to be cured. (laughs) Okay. That's because I was quickly doing my research and I wrote it wrong. Oh, my timeline was shitty. It was bad. Um, that mm-hmm. makes more sense, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the does. good news is, is that I caught that it sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least you did that. <laughs> it would be a little sad if I hadn't noticed that it sounded wrong. Yeah. Well. Anyways, those are my. Oh, I was gonna also tell y'all what the no dick nurse's name was. <laughs> I've got to give him a shout out. Did you just say no? <laughs> dick? No dick. No, the dick. He has a dick. <laughs> wow. I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you're still with us, sir, thank you. Oh, man, he probably is mad. No, he's hung up by now. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you would hang up. It's There's called, something to hang up, but. It's called the nurse with a penis. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> not a dick, not no mm. penis. A nurse with a penis. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell him we read his stories. <laughs> <laughs> Call him the no dick nurse. Oh, why me? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, hopefully um, your story goes a little bit better than mine did. Yeah, I don't have the name of the person because I didn't ask permission, so yeah. I don't have to. Hey, wh- one thing I <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any history to go over. I'm not adding anything. I'm good. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to just talk a little bit about um, residual hauntings. Yes, please. Some, something that I have, have learned. So residual haunting is something that happens over and over again. It's kind of like a recording, like a loop. And it's just mm-hmm. stuck on a loop. And it's because, or they think maybe it is because it was just a... Um, an action that was repeated over and over again. It was so common that it, it was, it's just like a memory in the walls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not actually ghosts. They're, they mm-hmm. could just be recordings. And what I've, what I've heard, and I, I, I can't tell you where I got my source because I can't remember, um, but you just kind of jarred my memory about it, mm-hmm. is that there are certain stones that have been known to, um, to almost record things. So, so I think it may even be like limestone or quartz, but then there also has to be like flowing water. So if you're in an area where you have certain stones together and you have flowing water, it can act Uh as a recorder. And so you'll get these residual hauntings in areas that have this certain type of rock 
and and running water next to it. Lindsay says, no, that's not a thing. I mean, it's, it sounds really witchy and cute. <laughs> this, <laughs> I didn't get it from any witch information. I got it from... Um, a rock information? From, no, it was from a... Um, it was from a Ghost Hunters show, I think. Well, let me tell you. If there is running water and limestone, mm. you're gonna limestone is very porous. Okay. And it's gonna break that rock down. <laughs> okay, so it may not be limestone. I'm just guessing, but I probably said limestone because there's a lot of limestone in, in Georgetown and Austin. Yeah. And I just Texas. remember that. In Texas. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's interesting. I'd like to see the science behind that. Um, okay. I'll oh. be awaiting that report. Yeah, well, I'll just get right on that and send it to you then. It'd actually be cool if it's true. Yeah, it would be really cool. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go in the backyard and pour a glass of water over some limestone. <laughs> and just be like, nurse penis. <laughs> nurse with a penis. And just say that over and over again until you, until you hear it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Anyways, that's cool. We might get a one-star review for this one. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you for those stories. Those were great. Who, who would call themselves the no-tick nerd? <laughs> no. Who would do that? Lindsay would. <laughs> That's her Reddit name now. No. I'd be like, excuse me, I am a woman. <laughs> woman. Whoa, man. No? (laughs) I just can't. I just can't. Read your goddamn story. Okay. Well, mine's pretty cool. Um, It's about astral... Astral? Yes. Yes. Astral projection. I don't think I said asshole. Astral. Astral projection. That is a hard word to say sometimes. Okay. Okay. So this is this person who um, who allowed me to read their story. I am assuming that they are a woman. So I'm just going to call you a woman. And if you're not, I'm very sorry. I didn't ask. Um, that's just the feeling that I get. And this, um, st- this experience kind of um, brought up the question about, like, is this your soul that's leaving or is it just your consciousness? So we don't know what that is right now. Um, so anyways... Just going to go into a little bit of background about this person. Um, So they have actually a long history of sleep paralysis. Mm. Um, They said that whenever they were about 13 years old, um, they began to have it as often as three to five times a week. And they got so used to it that it was no longer scary. And they could turn it on and off at will on purpose. Oh, man. That's weird, right? That's like a lot of mind control, I feel like. Yeah. So, um, so they, they did this for the, for the majority of their young adult or their young life. Um, but like around 16 years of age, they were kind of getting interested in it because they wanted to know what, what caused it. Um, she said, despite being so used to it, it was disrupting her sleep and she was tired and she just wanted to figure out what could help her get some more sleep and maybe if she could turn this thing off instead of keep on having it. Um, but then she came across something, um, an article about um, astral projection. Um, and that is um, 
I feel it coincides with sleep paralysis and we'll, we'll we can talk about that later. Um, so the, the form that she came across explained it as kind of this weird, cool, paranormal-y thing. And she was very into that. So um, the instructions were that um, you had to be a lucid dreamer and you had to induce sleep paralysis. And she's like, lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis, that's as easy as falling asleep. Like... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's what I can do. And <laughs> not that ne- she necessarily wanted to do it, but it was, but, um, but she, it was just something that she figured out that she learned at this point in her life. So wasn't actively looking to astral project, just saw that these two things that she could do naturally coincided with astral projection, projecting. Um, so the night that this happened, um, she recalls, beginning to uh, slip into sleep paralysis she wasn't surprised though it didn't phase her um and so at this point she began to focus on moving her fingers and then she realized that her left arm was swinging and she felt a breeze on her skin and between her fingers and uh she could tell it like a temperature difference between the hand that was swinging and her body being under the blanket Mm mm-hmm Ew. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so at this point, though, her eyes were open. Oh. Um, she was sleeping on her side, and she could feel her arm. She could feel her arm bent under her rib that was <gasps> supposed to be there, but it was swinging down below mm. her. No. So she's like, okay, cool. Well, I think this is astral projecting, and I'm going to try not to wake myself up because I kind of think I want to try this. I think there's a demon in there with her. (laughs) So she tried her best not to wake herself up. Uh Um, So she began to focus on her other arm and she was trying to get it through her mattress. Um, And she was finally able to feel it and she felt it swinging through the mattress. She felt a difference in temperature on that arm that ghosty arm that she had. Mm. Um, and uh, she said it, she said that actually it did feel like she was becoming a ghost. <laughs> oh my Lord. I know. Um, she said at this point it took forever just to focus on not waking up and, uh, and while trying to leave her physical body. So she, she just took her time. Um, she focused on just slowly having her consciousness or soul or spirit or whatever come out of her body without rousing her physical body. And then finally she she sat up and she swung her legs over the bed and she jumped off onto the floor and she landed on her hands and knees. Um, she said she felt like she was too light and too heavy at the same time and also felt like she was exhausted but, but weighed nothing. It's a really weird sensation. Yeah. And eventually she managed to stand up. She looked back at her body sleeping in the bed. And she was fucking excited. <laughs> She's like, I did it. I'm going to explore the spirit world. And so she did. She looked around the room and she could see a lot of people just hanging out there. And she says, this didn't shock her either. First of all, 
whenever you have sleep paralysis, you have these hallucinations or you see shadow people, you see shit. Whenever you have that, that's part of sleep paralysis. Also, though, um, whenever she was reading the form about how to astral project, they said, you're going to see people in your room. And they oh. were like, don't acknowledge them, don't look at them, don't talk to them. <gasps> and so she's like, okay, whatever. That's a little bit overdramatic, but just for the sake, you know, I'm not going to engage with any of these things. So she I didn't. what happens if you do. I don't, I don't think good things happen. Yeah. I don't. I mean, every, every um, sleep paralysis story that you've heard, that I have heard, if you look at them or talk to them, they, they do freaky shit. They're kind of assholes. They get in your face. No, okay. They I'm press right. on your chest. Stop it. Okay, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so this was all really cool until it wasn't. Okay. So she started walking to the door. And her feet started to sink into the floor. She said it was like she was walking in quicksand or really deep, deep mud. And just every step got worse and worse and worse. And um, by the time the floor was kind of beyond her ankles, she started to feel hands clawing at her. Mm-hmm. Wrapping her around her feet and her ankles, she said she could feel their wrinkly skin she could feel their long nails, and they were trying to pull her deeper into the floor. She truly believed that she was going to be pulled into hell, and she did not want to come face-to-face with whatever was down there. Um, and she kept on sinking, um, and she was trying to get to the door, but she kept sinking. Whenever she got to waist level, um, these things um, were clawing at her they were grabbing her pants her shirt they were pulling her they were touching her hips and her stomach um and she said that she could feel her shirt pulling on her collarbone like they were just forcing it down she could feel everything um whenever she finally got to the door her only her arms were above ground with her head she said she was sort of like army crawling um she was just so desperate to keep her head above the floor she said she's never been so afraid in her, of, uh, in her life. Um, she didn't want to finish sinking. She was kind of panicking. She got to the hallway of her, of her house, um, which is about eight feet, feet from, oh gosh, eight feet from the kitchen counter. And I'm going to quote her. Lo fucking behold, God bless, my mother was at the kitchen counter with her back to me because it's where she charged her phone. Thank God mom was there. I don't so, think it's her mom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so she's on the floor. She's army yeah. crawling. The rest of her body is dangling down into the unknown. She calls out to her mom, um, but she says it's like being in a nightmare where when you call out and you try to scream, only a croak uh, came out. Um, yeah. But her mom actually turned her head and looked directly behind her. Uh-huh. And she says she didn't look at the floor. She didn't look at her, but as soon as her mom turned, she snapped right back into her body. She said it was like a reverse bungee jumping. And after that, she doesn't remember anything for the rest of the night. So the next morning, she asked her mom about it. She's like, hey, mom, were you in the kitchen last night? And her mom's like, yeah. And her mom, at this point, whenever she heard her daughter ask that, she kind of looked a little scared. And she's like, did you hear me call to you? And she's like, hear you. I saw you. And she's like, really? You saw me? 
What? She said, yeah. And that was the end of it. But what did she see? Well, I'm getting there, girl. Okay. I'm glad you're so engaged with the story. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, she's excited kind of about this now. She's like, I was scared to death, but it still happened. I kind of, you know, pierced the veil or saw the other side or whatever. So she's like, well, this is kind of cool. So um, a little while later... She and her mom started talking about paranormal experiences, and she brings up the hallway situation. And she's like, I still can't believe you saw me in my spirit form. And her mom's like, spirit? What are you talking about? And so um, her mom goes in to um, explain the, the night that she saw. She says, I didn't see your spirit. You were in the hallway. Um, then she kind of has that that fear, that look of fear in her eyes again. She says that from her perspective, she was in the kitchen, she was charging her phone, and she hears her daughter screaming. And it is so frightening. The first thought was somebody broke in and she is stabbing my daughter. So she ran to the hallway, which was pitch black, and she said she nearly kicked her in the head. Um, But she sees her daughter crawling on the floor, army crawling. And she thinks that she has been stabbed. She thinks that... Um, her spine is injured or something, and she's just really worried about her. So she's trying to get her up, but she couldn't. Um, and then um, she said that your face had the most terrified look I have ever seen. And and the girl's like, yeah, it's being dragged to hell. <laughs> yeah. Being dragged to hell. And um, But then her mom was like, well, I don't think anybody's in the house. I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. And she said, are you sleepwalking? Do you need me to help you get in bed? And the terrified look on her daughter's face went from terror to blank. She said, no, stood up and went back to her room. Oh, that's creepy. After hearing the story, though, she was so fucking disappointed. (laughs) She was like, I just sleptwalked? And her mom just gave her a bunch of, you don't remember that? And she's like, no. But yeah, if you're, usually you don't if you're sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, but that was the end of that for a couple of years. Okay. So years afterwards, uh, they're having the hallway talk again. And this time, though, the story is different because she's like, I am so disappointed. It was just a, a case of the old sleepwalkies. Um. But once again, mom's face looks really scared. It goes pale. And this time, though, like, she's like, okay, so why do you get so scared every time I bring this up? And her mom says, because she's like, look, this is going to sound weird, but that whole night, I thought that I was having a nightmare whenever I saw you. It was just so strange. And she's like, why? And she's like, well, you screamed so loud like you were being murdered. It was like something I've never heard coming out of your mouth before. Um, and she's like, my mind went straight to murder because, um, because just the fear invoke invoking sound that came out of your mouth. Yeah. So they went into the story again, almost kicking her in the head. Um, but now there was a part that her mom, um, that her mom had left out previously. So she's like, I couldn't tell if you were hurt. 
So I turned on the hall light and I looked around the room and she said, um, she looked over, mom saw herself in the mirror in the bathroom hall, but she only saw herself that you were not in it, daughter. Um, you were laying right behind me, uh, right behind my legs. I turned and looked at you. I looked back in the mirror. I still couldn't see you. Um, and then I turned on and off the lights just to, just to see if that would help, but you still weren't there. Um, so she didn't know what the fuck was going on and thought, this must be my nightmare because your reflection is not in the mirror. So that's why I'm surprised every time you bring up the story. And her mom just assumed that it was her having the nightmare and not the daughter. Um, so that's the story. It's really... It takes a weird twist, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. that makes me think she was astral projecting. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. And she may have gone into her mom's sleep. Whoa. They were both asleep. Yeah. Were they both astral projecting? Or do you think... Yeah. Projecting, or do you think that... Or do you think that her mom was dreaming, and she went into her dream astral projecting? I don't know how any of that works. Because your theory is that we go to a different plane or something, right, when we yeah. dream? Yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. that we astral project whenever we dream. Mm-hmm. And so I think they could have both been astral projecting. Mm. And so when she looked in the mirror, I'm trying to think of an explanation for why she... Because I just keep thinking, well, the daughter was on a different plane of existence. So here's the thing about dreams is that whenever you have dreams, there are things that make sense to you that don't make sense in the dreams. And one of the thing is, try this in a dream, or see if you can remember this. If you try to turn on a light, you're not going to be able to do it. If you try to read something or recall numbers, you can't do it. So the fact that she was able to turn on and off the light, either she's, she's really good at dreaming or has lucid dreams just like her daughter does, or it wasn't a dream. And that's kind of that's kind of the thing that makes me think that her mom was not dreaming. Mm-hmm. I think I see what you're saying. I I think that she did astral project and um and they just have such a strong connection that maybe her mom was able to to bring her back to the normal realm. Could be. Like, do you think that, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, you just assume that if you are in a spirit or different state of consciousness, you're not physical, but she was able to physically touch her, but does that change? Was mom in two different planes of existence? Maybe mom was. Mm-hmm. Maybe huh. she was able to go to where her daughter was, but then still be, you, I think you can be in two planes of existence at one time. Right, especially if you astral project, because your body is on one, and then you can go to another one. Right, so maybe Mm -hmm. her mom was in two places. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot about science, so. (laughs) And history. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I have an announcement. The Civil War was from 1861 to 1865, in case anybody was curious. Okay, good. I'm glad that you got that. Yeah, that's how I knew the timeline was wrong. I knew something okay. was wrong. Anyways. Okay, cool. Anyways. Um, 
Yeah, they, the mom could have been in two different planes of existence, mm-hmm. existing at the exact same time, seeing mm-hmm. her daughter in one plane where her daughter was being sucked down into hell, mm-hmm. but then being in the present physical one where she could turn on the lights. That's why she couldn't see her daughter in the mirror. Oh, but she my could God. see her when she turned around. You're fucking blowing my mind. That is an interesting theory. I like yes. that. That's really good. Um, and, and she was, like, brought into a different plane of existence because she, her daughter screamed because yes. she heard that. Yeah. And then her daughter, oh, my God. And then her daughter, physically, her body couldn't scream because she's laying down, but her consciousness did, and it yes. came through. Dude, we solved it. Solving You're mysteries. Welcome. Yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah. um, so the thing is about astral projection is apparently anybody can do it, but it takes a lot of practice. Um, and this, this person who told the story has n- like a natural ability mm-hmm. to go. I mean, first of all, to go in and out of sleep paralysis at will is phenomenal i mean mm-hmm. it to have that that too that mind control to not um be so scared and freaked out because that's the first thing that happens to me but this is what i wonder is because mm-hmm. if it's sleep paralysis she can't come in and out as she wants so is she just always astral projecting and she thinks that she's in sleep paralysis because she can look back and see her body being still See, so sleep paralysis, and I mean, in for astral projection, in order to get to that level, there uh-huh. is um, a, a, a sleep paralysis stage. So um, I don't know why it's in there, but this is what I've read: is whenever you whenever you go through this process, sleep paralysis is one of the stages that you have to go through. Okay. So, um, um, what do they say? Yeah, it's it's just sleep paralysis, I guess. That, and I don't know why that that phase is in there. But then after that, you're gonna start feeling like really vibrating, and you have to focus on certain parts of your body until you can focus on every single part of your body. You feel really vibrating. That's usually the part that freaks people out, and yeah. they wake up and they don't go through it. So um, I, I can't explain the whole thing. I've I've read a little bit here and there. There's a lot of information. There's a freaking wiki wiki how on how to astral project. So um, yeah. there's 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 lots of um, YouTube videos too. Um, some people think that binaural beats um, help put you in a trance. Uh-huh. It's just whatever is is good for you. There's um, I have looked at like guided meditations to um to astral project i did one and it was just like you can do it you can astral project you can do it and it was all night long and i was like i can't do this (laughs) this this is keeping me from this is keeping me awake (laughs) it's gonna keep me awake all night yeah that's exactly what i did so i stopped yeah okay we have homework Okay. We both have to try to astral project before the next episode. And oh. then we have to come back and talk about it. Okay, so here's the other thing, dude, is you have to be a lucid dreamer. Never and mind, you- I don't want to do it because I just got scared. I get scared thinking about this room, <laughs> and I hate looking over by the door because I always think something is going to be there. So oh. never mind, I'm not doing it. Okay, that's fine. Because this house is haunted. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm not doing it. Because if there, if I, if I entered that and then I saw things in the room, I'd be like, ah! and I would totally interact with them. Yes. I'd be like, did you steal that T-shirt that I was trying to find to work out in today? <laughs> I can't find one of my T-shirts. I don't know where it went. Oh, but no. no, never mind. I'm done. I'm not doing it. They're going to okay. fucking spill glasses of water everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Okay. We'll, well, have, we'll have homework to do something else. That's fair. How about if you have had a, a story about astral projection and you want to <laughs> share it with us, just let us know how, how it went. You can send it to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to be cool like Heidi B, subscribe, rate, and review us. Hopefully she'll get through more than 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bless you, Heidi B. Some of them are real bad. Um, yeah, subscribe, rate, and review us. Take a snapshot of your review. Send it to our email address with your physical mailing address and we will mail you some physical stickers and also um review us anywhere it doesn't have to be um apple podcasts if you want to do it on facebook if you want to do it on another um uh podcast platform that's cool just let us know because the only one that i can see is facebook and um apple podcasts um if you'd like to send us something weird or your story you can send it to 2292 Oh, God, I always do that. P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78727. And, yeah. I guess until next time. Bye. Bye.